Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we've got another gun gripe episode for you. And I had a recent discussion with the owner of Saddleback Leather. And uh, we were talking a little bit about possibly, you know, he sent some stuff out for us to show you guys and just check out. But we were also uh, talking about maybe getting some of his stuff in, maybe some man cans and, you know, a few little business related things. But a really good discussion came up that I thought would be fun to bring up in a gun gripe. <laughs> And that's uh, the sort of uh, semi-disposable society that we seem to live in. Uh, in this fast-paced world that we live in, uh, it's get it now, get it now, use it, dispose of it. Uh, and I'm not necessarily talking about like to-go trays or, or, or straws or things necessarily, <laughs> although that is an aspect of the disposable society. I think what we're talking about is the lack of people buying, let's just say, investment-grade things that are made to last a lifetime. In that disposable society, it can mean crappy furniture from Ikea, <laughs> which you've been down the Ikea uh, nightmare I will hole. I never buy anything from Ikea right. ever again. Or, or, or maybe it's, a, it's a, a firearm that may not last, uh, you know, 100 years from now is the gun that you buy. Is it going to still be going? So... We're going to talk about that and show you some some cool stuff, some modern classic stuff that uh, is really cool and has a, the, these saddlebacks have a hundred year warranty on their leather goods. So I that's kind of what's driving. I challenge you know. anybody to find a hundred year warranty item on Amazon, right? Um, or eBay. I mean, and there's so many examples that we are going <laughs> to, of course, mention. But um, it's not necessarily just firearms or firearms accessories either. Like not. I can think of all kinds of things that I own that. Were, gosh, I've got canning equipment that belonged to my grandmother's mother from the 20s that I still use. The stuff that you buy nowadays is like mm, old thermoses. I know. You know, like I go out of my way to find old thermoses with the instructions on the bottom that are made in the U.S. because the new ones are just crap. They just don't last. Right. You know, but you buy something from the 30s or 40s when people really took some time and some care in manufacturing products. And they were meant to be used and meant to last, not meant to just, oh, I dropped it, it broke. I mean, yeah. heck, I dropped my Yeti the other day and broke the top on it. Well, you know, you, you wind up going on, on Google and get, do a Google search for like Stilton or Dryback, you know, old school hunting uh, clothes from like the 20s and mm. 30s and guess what they're still serviceable they're still able to be used they're still holding up just fine uh, and like for instance I have a Singer sewing machine from around the turn of the century that belonged to uh, my grandfather's uh, mother and she used to make his clothes on the sewing machine and I still have it and it still works and it was and I looked up the uh, production date on that particular Singer sewing machine it was made in like 1896 and she bought that uh, particular <gasps> unit Brand new in 1896. So that's the, the longest single thing that's been in my family that I am still in possession of is that mm. Singer sewing machine upstairs. And it's crazy to think that if things are made with love and care, they last. I mean, like, here's a Husqvarna M46. Ugh. And this was actually meant to be just sort of a uh, reasonably inexpensive hunting rifle over in Sweden. And Sweden. these guns can be had for three, four hundred bucks. Mm. What can you buy rifle-wise for four hundred dollars? That is even going to last as long as this has, much less be as good as this is now, even after it's almost 100 years old. Probably not a Remington 770. Probably not a Ruger American. Right. I mean, like, you pull a Ruger American apart and there's some silly stuff in there, you're like, this is going to break. Right. But the mechanisms on guns like this, like the old Mausers, very, very simple sear and trigger. 
spring, pins, holds everything together, no screws, no bull crap, action screws, but the solid guns. They are, you know, and they, they last. I mean, look at all the military surplus stuff that we show you guys. I mean, some of these guns are so old, it's not even funny, and they still run, like, exceptionally well today. They were made to last with proper care. Well, I enjoyed my discussion with the people at Saddleback, and that's mm -hmm. what prompted me to make this video. I wanted to show off some of their leather goods. And guys, they sent these as samples for us to just look at. I mean, I am considering maybe, I don't know, maybe trying to get some codes and man cans, or maybe we can do something from them. Mm. Um, I just really liked the way they put things together, man. I just, I really just... Very clever. Yeah, it's clever and it's timeless. I mean, like, this is their pistol wrap, and we've just got a Smith & Wesson Model 10, heavy barrel Model Ooh, 10. Is that baby lamb skin? Look at that. Oh, man. Look at Isn't that. that cool? What is that? Polar bear? I don't know. It could be, yeah. But, but it is, Burner I mean, look at that. You got that, like, suede. I guess oh, that's a suede backing with what looks like lambskin cover. But, man, I mean, look at that. That's a pistol wrap. I mean, and on their website, they show a Desert Eagle in there. So you can put a big old handgun in there. And it's just an example of something that's just made really well. And their warranty, they, they have a 100-year warranty. <laughs> on all of their leather goods. And I, I think it's awesome that a company will... How, how long have they been in business? Because I've never heard of them until you got these stuff in. You know, I'm not out. overly sure, to be honest with you. I just, you know, check that out. You know, there's... Isn't that cool? The, the problem that I have with a lot of products on the market these days, especially in the gun world, is that, okay, well, this thing's got a lifetime warranty. All right, well, that's cool, Will. <laughs> what does that mean when the when the company's out of business in three years? You know, All right. it's because <laughs> they didn't do things you, the right way. You guys <laughs> have got to you guys have got to see this rifle scabbard. This thing is cool. Okay, I so think. this guy basically the the two halves fit together in like a clamshell sort of thing. This comes out, so it can accommodate different lengths of different long guns. Obviously, as long as you can at least get one loop in there, I would imagine that looks like hey, about. Maybe a 40, 45 inch gun. It's not exactly like a Gewehr 98, but it's I mean, not, it's but, but okay, we take this off Sweet. and then look at that. See, it overlaps. And then again, on the inside, you've got this like kind of nice lambskin, you know, whatever you want to call it, lambs. To keep your Holland and Holland double from being <laughs> scratched. No, okay, I don't own any Holland and Holland, but the point is, I mean, this is a dang robust freaking rifle well, case. And this too, if you're, you're carrying it, it, if you're carrying it properly across your back or whatever, this is waterproof. Right, so leather is like properly tanned leather, and so, prepared leather is naturally waterproof. I've got my 1875 Snyder on okay. lockdown. Did you just have to look at the date on it? I did. Yeah. Well, I yeah. can't remember everything, Chad. What kind okay. of warranty does that have on it? I, I'm pretty sure this is out of warranty. Uh, this has already exceeded the 100-year warranty. And I'm pretty sure if I if I called up uh, Portugal, they'd be like, "What?" Excuse but anyway, me. I mean, but look at that rifle case. I mean, all the hardware, the stitching, just the way it's made. And uh, guys, you know, I just wanted to show this stuff off because it's it's just neat, uh, and it really backs up the video that we're making because you're talking about a disposable society where people, you know, want to buy the cheapest of everything and and have it because it's inexpensive. But now, to be fair. A case like this, for instance, represents a, a pretty considerable investment. Uh, you know, these are, I want to say, four or five hundred bucks. So that's quite a bit of money to drop on a rifle case. But I guess the whole crux there would be if you're going to have a rifle case to take out hunting or whatever you're going to do, or horseback or whatever, this would be quite at home out anywhere, really. 
Do you want to buy five cheap ones, or do you want to buy one good one and have it forever? I don't know, man. There was a sale. Buy one, get one free on <laughs> Uncle Mike's the other day, man. Yeah, but again, it's disposable it's, society. Is it, Uncle Mike's holster going to last I know. 100 it's, years? It kind of kind of harkens back to the video. I mean, that, check that out. I don't yeah. remember if it's one that you and I did or one that you and Barry did forever ago, but talking about... Things not being made like they well, used to. Not really, not really that video. We, I mean, we've kind of discussed this in the past, but sure. um, kind of the topic of you know different levels of product, you know, availability and pricing for various levels of income. I mean, obviously, you know, if if you're going to be it, all right, so there's this guy that there's this guy that's in my son's little trail life group at church and everything, and he is going on an elk hunt um, this year out west and he's been preparing for it and stuff for for years and years and years um they do like a lottery type deal and everything so if you get drawn for i, I think it's an elk tag or it might be like a mountain we well, have to like keep like, putting in for him yeah. and if you get chosen or whatever but he finally got his tags and everything and he he runs like you know just really heavy duty awesome packs and everything like that and he's got i don't remember what the brand is but he's got a leather um uh, a leather um uh, like sling, like a scabbard type deal for his um, for his gun that he uses out there and everything. But he bought it forever ago. Like the guys, he's in his fifties, but he bought it like twenty five or thirty years ago. And that thing has got like all sorts of wear and tear and stuff on it. But it's been repaired a few times. But he uses the same thing all the time. And he's been hunting just for years and years. If that's something that you do, if you're out in in the woods, like some of these guys will hike, you know, miles to go and track an animal and then they kill the animal and then they have to pack it out. So you don't want some crap breaking on you when you're in the middle of the freaking woods, I mean, miles away from any sort of civilization. I mean, that's just something you don't want to happen. So spend the extra little bit of money on peace of mind or I mean, buy the cheapest thing that you can get away with. I mean, I, I feel like if, if you're really serious about what it is you're doing, you'll spend the extra money on quality products. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, like this messenger bag, um, this is something else that they just sent, you know, for me to show you guys. I mean, that is a pretty dang gnarly bag. You know what I mean? I mean, look at that. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the quality of all the stitching, the quality that's, uh, of the leather. That's, the leather. that's pleather. pleather. Pleather, yeah. Pleather, right? The hardware, no, it's definitely not pleather, <laughs> okay? But, I mean, Final? so on their, on their website, it was funny. And this is one of the things that kind of made me, like, reach out to them because I thought it was just so neat. They're like, oh, yeah, your kids will be fighting over it. <laughs> and, I mean, imagine you have this messenger bag for, like, 50 years. Yeah. And then one day you're gone and this bag is still around. And you know it's going to be all worn out and cool looking. And these things wear in beautifully. I mean, look at that. I know some kids bag. who would probably just take it to the pawn shop. They're like, I'm going to get rid of this thing. It looks like it's worth some money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so, and I have my drilling on the table just to show. I mean, this this is a drilling from the 30s. That and, don't uh, look like no drill. Is that DeWalt brand? No, it's not DeWalt. Oh, man. No, it's a drilling. So you got a 216s on the top and an 8x57R on the bottom. But it's a dural receiver. So this is the same stuff they made Messerschmitt fighters out of during the day. This is Krupp steel barrels. So same steel they're making artillery pieces out of. This is a good quality German hunting rifle that will probably be around when I'm gone. But mm -hmm. things just aren't made like this anymore. I mean, and that Dural is a, I guess, <clears throat> what you would call super alloy. Yeah, pretty much. It is. Check it out. But, I mean, just beautifully handcrafted, beautifully fitted, engraved. I mean, this is the type of gun that's meant to be used, cared for, well-loved, and then passed on to multiple generations down the line. I mean, 
you know, no, I hate to like bring, I hate to bring up like Ruger, but you know, like Ruger Americans, yeah, they're an awesome, affordable firearm. They really are. I mean, if you can get into like, say something like a 6.5 Creed, okay, for 350 bucks, drop you a decent pair uh, of rings on there, a decent optic, probably get out the door for like six or 700 bucks and have something that you can shoot game with at extended ranges, good, powerful cartridge, you know, holds this energy out to long range, but is that a rifle that is really going to be 100% and are the parts and everything going to be available? Are there going to be people working on it in 60 or 70 or 80 years? To maybe, be fair, maybe. To be I fair, mean, it is a, 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 an affordable threshold for somebody to be able to get a decent hunting or long-range shooting rifle for not a lot of money. And some <clears> people do want a disposable aspect. So getting back to the, the gist of the gripe, when you're talking about a disposable society... The other crux of that biscuit could be, hey, maybe I'm going into some treacherous places where I'm going to be in rain and snow and sleet and all kind of things. Now, would I want to carry this <laughs> out on a hunt like that? Mm, if I want to keep this gun in good shape, maybe not. Okay, maybe I want to just pack a, you know, a Ruger American that I paid 350 bucks for, mm -hmm. and if I drop it off the side of a mountain, and it goes forever. And like 10 minutes later, drinking coffee, and it's still going to like it falls over and it's just that's it like it's gone uh, you know and am, am like, i going to be over am i going to dive <laughs> after it no but there are things about that disposable society that can play in your favor if you need a gun that maybe you're going to put through some serious <laughs> bad well, stuff right considering considering like that that husky there considering what the price of those guns are i mean for for most hunters who are hunting game like elk, moose, big deer, you know, whatever the case is. I mean, this 9.3 by 57 is an excellent caliber for medium-sized game up to pretty large game. I mean, that, that the basically, that caliber was developed to shoot bears with wild boar moose, like over in what, Scandinavia, Sweden, you know. And I've seen pictures of guys who have taken moose with these things with like almost five-foot racks, you know, and just it's crazy, but polar bears. This gun, oh, this gun is meant to be a field gun. This was meant to be a very inexpensive field rifle. No and engraving, no bull crap. You know, it's just got a it's working man's gun. Express sights. You stalk an animal. You get within a close range where you know that energy is going to be on on point. I mean, this thing has over three thousand foot pounds of energy with top end loads. This I mean, gun, if properly cared for will still be used 100 years from now. And it's, Absolutely. And to me, like, a lot of people don't feel this way, but to me, I'd rather have that than I would something like a 770 or an American or whatever as a specific, like, hunting rifle that I was just going to run maybe iron sights on or something as, you know, an 80 to maybe 120-yard gun max. Now, let's I mean, be fair, okay? All right, let's go down the other end of the rabbit hole. Disposable society. All right, say you don't want to buy a Ruger American. Say you want to buy a Ruger Hawkeye, mm -hmm. and uh, they have their African Safari series. The Ruger makes their, uh, essentially, a Hawkeye in a Safari series that has the same type of sling swivel as this Husky, and it's got the same type of iron sights, express-style iron sights. It's a proven M77 action. Which you is, can get them in gorgeous which, laminate stocks. Which is a Mauser-based action. Exactly, with so. really, really good furniture. Mm -hmm. And those guns can generally be had for like under a 1000 bucks. Now, granted, yeah, it's a grand. Will that M77, if properly cared for, last 100 years? Yes. Probably. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, those guns are great. Mm -hmm. I mean, the M77, if you ask anybody, pound for pound and dollar for dollar is probably my favorite <clears throat> rifle. Well, thinking about two, like the Ruger number ones, you know, I would love to have a number one. And that gun has a very simple mechanism. It's single shot. Yep. You know, not a whole lot to really break on those guns. Parts are plentiful. Mm -hmm. People who repair them are plentiful. And that gun will last a lifetime. I agree. And then some. You know, but it's all kind of within the scope of the product that you're buying. It is. And you, you know? do get what you pay for. I you mean, do. those Absolutely. guns are... You know, three times as much money as Ruger American. So but they not. have that entry level, you know, threshold that they have for somebody who doesn't want to spend a ton of money. Look, and then they have the more, you know, investment grade. Look, though, what's crazy about like the Ruger number ones and even like the, the um, M77 actions, like your Safari, you know, mm -hmm. in 458 uh, Win Mag, you know, those guns, <laughs> they, they're kind of on the bottom end of what you would consider like a quality rifle for for safari and stuff like that. Like some of these type of guns like this, safari rifles can get on upwards of several thousand dollars into like the tens and twenty thousand dollars plus just based on who made it. But yeah, and to be fair, this one already needs a new stock. Because <laughs> the dang stock is freaking broke on this stupid gun. I love this rifle. But the tang on this thing just look it's at that just, crap. They're just notorious, man. For I mean, that. I I glassed it in. I did the best I could, but I just could not keep that tang from from riding out. I just sent it's it over. It's a to, common problem with these M77s. Send it over to Mark. He'll get it fixed up for you. Man, I'm here to tell you, these stocks are unobtainium, and I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. But I love this rifle. Yeah. And it hits hard, and it will absolutely slay anything with legs. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Just but, thinking about yeah. it makes me want to go shoot it, dude. I, I'm I'm totally I am totally an M77 sort of guy. Yeah, right. I like the M77s. But but what prompted this video was talking to the guys at Saddleback. Mm. We thought we'd show off some of their gear, and uh, man, they're making some gorgeous stuff. Yes, it is a little pricey, but you get what you pay for. And literally, like they say, your kids will be fighting over this stuff one day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to try to work out some stuff with them, maybe for man cans. I think that's sort of what we're thinking there. We'll see. But I wanted to take a moment to use their products as a means to drive this discussion because it seems like there's so few people uh, that their company revolves around the aspect of, hey, I want someone to have something 100 years from now. Mm -hmm. I mean, th think about it. All right, American-made product. Can you? How many American-made products can you name? that they, they say will be in your possession and working 100 years from now. You may be gone, but your bag will still be working. You know, when it's difficult to think of stuff off the top of your head. I mean, other than, okay, think about furniture. All right, who makes furniture? The Amish. Right. I'll tell you this. I mean... I'll, I'll briefly give you <laughs> my Ikea story. Let's just say that I bought a piece of furniture. Okay, and I wanted an extra bed in the house, so it's like, okay, I bought a convertible sofa. Well, my Velociraptor destroyed it. He got mad at me one day, and he destroyed it. So I call Ikea. It's like, hey, I was just wondering if you guys have, like, spare parts from return furniture or anything like that, or if I could buy some material or anything like that to be able to reupholster this piece of furniture. Oh, well, uh, I don't have anybody to help you. Um, you'll have to just come up, and we, we might have something. What, what do you mean you might have something? It, it's just as bad, like, customer service side of things as their warehouse. It's like, it's literally disposable furniture. I mean, and it was still a $500 piece of furniture, you know? And I was pissed. I'm like, I will never shop at Ikea ever again. And 
every time a piece of furniture breaks in my house, like particle board stuff, like we had some, recently we had some uh, baby furniture that we're, we're just, my kids are grown out of it. So I don't need it anymore. And a dresser tipped over the other day. I won't say why, because some of my kids like doing parkour in the house. Uh, and the particle board drawers and stuff broke out of it and all. I'm like, I'm replacing it with Amish-made furniture. I will drive a trailer to Pennsylvania, and I will buy Amish furniture, and I will drive it back home. I mean, it's like I, I'm that adamant about having quality pieces. Well, and one of those deals where you go to move a piece of furniture and it falls apart, I mean, that's bullcrap. You know, and when it comes to, and, and I know this isn't a furniture channel, but when it comes to just <laughs> furniture, right? I mean, I'll go to like an antique store and I'll try to find an old credenza or an old mm -hmm. this or that or whatever. I try yep. to buy my best to buy stuff that is old. Yep. You know, a lot of people ask why I'm into so many older guns, why I'm into all these, you know, random European guns. Like, people think, man, are you a European at heart? Are you an American? Well, it's not that I'm not an American, but I see quality when I see it. And I put my money and I put my time where I see quality. Only quality rifles are interesting yeah. in the big scheme of things. It, at least <clears throat> if, if something you're going to spend your money on, it needs to be something that's good, right? So yeah. anyway, um, I thought that would be you know a fun thing to, to discuss in this video. We kind of already did a video on, hey, you know, they don't make things as well as they used to. Like they don't make them like they used to. But I thought that this was a little bit more generic as a subject uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be just firearms. Don't even get me started on people cheaping out on building houses. That's a whole nother bag of apples that we probably don't want to get into in this video. That's an entire other gripe. Man, <laughs> I'm going to tell itself. you right now. <laughs> you buy a house and then all of a sudden you start realizing that the inspector was buddy-buddy with the original builder. So Man. everything got kind of slacked off on and passed inspection. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna tell you're fixing I'm it. gonna tell you this story really, really quick and this is just <laughs> I, 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 this is gonna be the end of it because this is this is a legitimate gripe. Man. So the house that Jacob is living in right now, mm. one of the rooms was an add-on onto the house. So what did the rednecks that built the house do? Oh, they they framed in the floor with a bunch of non pressure treated wood, okay, and then they made the floor out of crappy OSB instead of using actual, like, real plywood, like hardwood. So now, because the gutters they put on the house are bullcrap, water has ran down the house and gotten up under the, the substructure of the floor and rotted out that OSB. So Jacob's like, why is my floor dipping down in this area? So we get up under the house, right? So we get up under the house and look around. Well, what's under the house? A stump. <laughs> Under the house, <laughs> I where didn't they know cut that. down a tree and didn't even bother to, to grind the stump down before they put the room over the freaking. Oh my God! So, so oh, no, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, and then there's spots where the OSB is just falling out. Where they used OSB, they used particle board to save. I mean, like, okay, a four by eight sheet of OSB. How much cheaper is it than using like three quarter inch plywood? Half. A third? OSB how pretty much, cheap. How much effort is it to pull the entire floor up and rebuild it? When I was working at a popular God. home improvement establishment, OSB was sometimes as cheap as like four bucks a sheet, <laughs> you know, compared to plywood. You save a few bucks you know, and then your house falls in, you have to rebuild it. Look, there were guys, there were, there were contractors there that would use drywall screws on fence packages. I and, get to rebuild Dude, and I would be so pissed when I, I saw those on orders, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this. Like, somebody else is going to have to pull this order. I just can't do it. I can't be dishonest with customers like that. 
They yeah, they just put be, somebody's house together with drywall screws and no, they, crap, they were like putting cheap a pre- screws. Like literally putting a pressure treated fence together with drywall screws, which are like a third of the cost of the proper exterior rated screws. Just little things like that. Just trying to cheap out. Yeah. You know, you talk about not being made like they used to be. There's a lot of shady crap that goes on out there like that, you know, where folks are just cheap, like with building houses and stuff like that, or just anything. It's like, it's not meant to last. It's not meant to last. We've got barns that my grandfather built back in the 30s and 40s that are still hanging out, you know? I mean, they're a little bit, they're a little well, worse for wear <laughs> in some spots, but they're still there, you know? I mean, we've got tractors from the 40s and 50s that are still running strong. I mean, it's just, dude... <laughs> It's just, it drives you bananas. Food for thought. Okay, we didn't mean to ramble, but we, <laughs> we thought always this would, ramble. We thought this would be a fun little video. Uh, let us let us know what you think of these. Uh, we just try to kind of have a little fun. I know a lot of you guys are probably driving back and forth to work or driving on a trip and listening to our um, complaining. Or maybe, you know, hopefully you don't have to see our ugly mug. Complaining but, and some splaining. Yeah, some splaining. Lucy! Lucy! <laughs> <laughs> the way he laughs, man, is like a robot. Anyway. <laughs> Ricky! All right. We're going to let you guys go. Thanks very much for watching today's video. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, many more videos on the way. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Uh, those of you that purchase man cans, those of you that support us on Patreon, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for that. It allows us to continue doing what we need to do, doing what we want to do, making you guys happy, putting out content for y'all. If you love these videos, if you learn things, if you're entertained, consider donating a few bucks on Patreon to support us or maybe purchase a man can to support our efforts to show your support. Thank you very much for watching today's video. These saddlebacks are awesome. Uh, that was kind of the driving force for us making this video. Um, maybe 100 years from now they'll still be going. But if not, it's good to know that they're under warranty. So I'll be sure to leave that in my will. So that Is that warranty transferable? I'm sure it is. Good. <laughs> Guys, thanks very much. We'll see you next time.